トーム・スティーブこんにちはこの番組すごいですねあなたたち超面白い私が番組出てもいいは<笑>
and Stephen King's pissed and he's going to cash in. Right. Because he doesn't have enough money. He has to live in Bangor. I mean, geez. Well, he has multiple properties. But anyway. Oh, oh I'm sorry. The, uh, which, which brings me to something else I wanted to talk about is the um, theme song to Needful Things. No, Stranger not things. Needful Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you Have you done any delving into that genre, that music, anything at all? I can't say as I have, no. Yeah, it's a little bit of a... Is there like a, a rich depth to it that I didn't realize? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there is um, kind of a, a, a thing. That that music that plays during the Stranger Things mm-hmm. title sequence is part of a group of people that are putting out music that if you took just... It'll hook you. If you get into it for just a couple of minutes worth of any of their songs, they will absolutely hook you. It is, um, I'll give you some names. Laserhawk is one. Um, that sounds pretty badass by itself. It is. And now that's to, like the, what the group you would say, or just producers. Would you call them a group? I guess. No, I think they're individuals. Oh, okay. and, well, I, the, the people that do the Str- uh, stranger things theme, <clears throat> I believe is a, a duo. Um, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Uh, they're, band name is survive and what sets them apart what makes them clever is the there's a space in between every letter in survive so you know that's special <laughs> but um there's a whole bunch of a lot of space on your page though if you're gonna you know well i mean that, documentation. They're, they're pretty unique lawyers probably hate them um survive laser hawk miami knights um perturberator is an is awesome perturberator i like it yeah so uh what it's really really hard to explain all of their artwork for their albums is very 80s style stylish mm-hmm. like uh i know neon, my a lot of smoke a lot of mist in the background a lot of neon a lot of the types of things that you would surf surf city type of you know uh, board shorts and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, feathered hair. Yeah, I mean, a <laughs> lot of it is is like that. And then the music, it's synthesizer heavy, if you can imagine that. But I mean, it's I think I can. Yeah, <laughs> very synthesizer. <laughs> I think I can't help but imagine that at this point. And um, it, it will take you right directly to like eighties schlock cheese entertainment and it is <laughs> wonderful it is absolutely wonderful it's fantastic i love it i can't get enough of it like um, guitar solos because that's pretty vintage well movie. synthesizer solos in this yeah, they're some of, of them, some kind Keytar yeah, oh, yeah. Solo, some a lot kind. of solos uh red line i think it's called red line by laser hawk is my absolute favorite and it's it you could take any of these songs and immediately make them like the theme song to any 80s TV show. Yeah. So if you're listening, hit pause, go listen to some Laserhawk, go listen to some Miami Nights, and then come back and you'll know what I'm talking about. It is divine. It is wonderful. It's terrific. It's all those words. And I trust Tom, so I feel like you'll be coming back as an enriched and better person. Because you will. Of yes. it, it is unbelievable. I feel like you I should it. do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Like level up before we continue the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, but anyway, those are the couple things that I had to bring to the table as far as new stuff that I wanted to talk about. I know last week we talked about some of the apps, some of the games we were playing. But you got anything going on? Uh, I'm completely addicted to Diablo three at this point still, and I still trying to break that addiction. Yeah, like I am actually sitting down, going, "Don't play." Watch TV. Like like when watching TV is a cure for an addiction. That's a problem. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it depends on what you're watching. If you're watching like <laughs> some some nature show that's not serialized in any way, you have no investment in it. It's just like, oh, look at that lion eat that, you know, water buffalo. I yeah, guess yeah. I'll go do some chores. I will say this: I discovered a movie that I don't know how it flew under my radar. Hardcore Henry. Oh yes, yeah. When yeah. I did the um, or when I'm sorry, when we did the cinema league the fantasy cinema league yeah that was on my radar because that trailer had been out for a very long time Hmm. over a year and it was on my radar as one of the movies i was going to pick um it uh it didn't get released when it was supposed to i guess is the best way to put it i think it was out in 2016 so i don't know when it was supposed to be released well i know it's on blu-ray now and all that stuff yeah well anyway the to make a long story short, well, we yeah we finished in August. I think is when the Cinema League finished was yeah. August was last month. So I think I missed the cutoff. I was gonna pick that. I ended up picking the Brothers Grimsby because it had the same style. Of, there was a scene in the trailer where it was the first person filming. See, now that's what I don't remember either. And I remember the title probably just because you picked it, but I never heard of Harker Henry. And yeah. I was reading some random thing on the internet, and I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. That might be the best action movie I've ever seen. Really? That's I mean, bold. If, if you I don't consider aliens. If uh-huh. I was going to make a list, Segway. it would be on there. <laughs> Segway. Yes. I love it. Uh, so are we going to talk about lists today? We could talk about lists today. I think okay. we should. Why, why do we have lists? Not that we're just going to be talking about the list we made, but yes, in general, what is the point of making a list for everything? Because that's what everybody, every year you get the top 10 list of this, the top whatever list of that. Why do we do that as people? Um, is it an American thing or is it like a worldwide thing? I think it's pretty worldwide at this point. And I think that uh, a list of something that you hold dear is probably one of the best ways that you can get inside somebody's uh, yeah. brain to get into maybe what they're thinking or like, well, if what think their interests are. Typical question when you're trying to get to know somebody, you say, hey, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie, TV show? Right. But, and then if somebody doesn't have an answer, you look at them going, you know, I get it. If you don't have a number one, like, oh, geez, I can't, you know, it's so hard for me to pick. Right. But you better have at least a top three, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a weird, weird dude. If you don't have a list, you are a weird person. That's right. Like, you're like everybody, off. everybody has a list. Like, like if you're trying to date a girl and you're asking her, so what kind of TV shows do you like? What's your top? And they're like, oh, what movies do you like? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, she better have a good body. I don't know. That's all I can say. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> uh, I think, well, coming from a small rural town in northern Maine, um, growing up there, we didn't have cable until 1982. <clears throat> and then what cable we had was very limited. We didn't have MTV. Um, we did have HBO. I think everybody had HBO, but uh, there were a lot of things that we didn't get. Um, Fox and MTV were the two big things that I didn't grow up with watching on cable. And it wasn't until I went down to North Carolina um, in the military and I got my own TV and I got cable set up and all of a sudden I had MTV and Fox and it was revolutionary. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So wait, what year was this? I kind of, I was clearing my throat, so I missed it. You said 92? We got cable in, up in Milo in 1982. That's, 82. When, okay. that's when cable rolled into town. I was nine years old. Fox wasn't a thing until what, 88, 89, something like right. that. So you would and have had we, it right away anyways. Yeah, we didn't get it. Um, I don't know when Fox actually came to Milo, but when I left in 92 for the military, we still didn't have Fox. I couldn't watch The Simpsons. I couldn't 
I mean, uh, that was just, you know. But anyway. Um, that's okay, because when Fox, because we did have Fox, I remember having it, like, watching it from the get-go. And it had some crap shows. <laughs> Beans Baxter, I think, was maybe, like, their flagship show or something. And then they got their footing with, like, Simpsons and Married with Children and stuff like that. But there was, like, yeah. some crap shows that they started off with. I remember even being a kid going, this isn't funny. What's wrong with this? Well, what I'm getting to is... Of course, there was no internet. Um, a lot of our contact with popular culture at the time was sometimes a year behind. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, being f- pretty far removed from everything. And um, so a lot of the things that I had to do in order to find out what was good and what was not good was to ask people what their top 10 list was. or to, Lists were a big deal to find out what other people were into. Right. Uh, just simply because there wasn't an easy way to get that information. So, um, you know, if I was playing Nintendo or, you know, watching a movie or listening to music, I wanted to know what everybody else was doing too or right, what everybody right. else was into so I could therefore get into it myself, give it a try or not. And I had an English teacher, Mr. Doucette, who was a worldly individual. And he mm. he turned me on to so many things. Um uh, and, you know, I got into um, a lot of comic books and stuff like that through him. He turned me on to a lot of, a lot of music. Uh, I, I could probably say that my love of music or uh, movie scores and composed music like that came di- directly from him because he'd buy a movie soundtrack and let me okay. borrow it. And then I'd make an illegal dub of it. And <laughs> But I mean, and, and but that's how I, that's how I kind of spread out and learn what was good and what was not good. So if I didn't know what somebody else's top 10 list was, you know, most everybody's top 10 was just like everybody else's top 10. It was just maybe in a different order, but uh, the list gives you something to think about. Like you can say, if they bother to make a list and think about this and like do a hierarchy, like number one, number two, number three, then even if you don't agree with it, you know that it's at least worth checking out. Right. Right. And one of those top 10, top a hundred lists of, greatest movies of all time right if you, if you look at that and you see a movie you never heard of you're like well it made the list maybe it's worth checking out you know something right. like that or you could pay attention to rolling stones like top bands of the you know 80s or something like that and just how terrible of a job they do <laughs> from year to year for <laughs> just rail right against it no yeah. no you're wrong yeah cinderella was the best what's wrong with you people oh god long cold winter <laughs> oh night songs cinderella was a great band anyway so speaking of some top 10 lists what are on some of your top 10 lists well see i was thinking about this all day and i just it goes with your mood right like Mm -hmm. if somebody says what's your favorite you know your top five movies your top 10 movies i have to say it depends on the genre or depends on if i'm in a you know action movie mood a comedy movie mood and we've talked about this in the past where should i overlap comedy with sci-fi with action with you know a drama something like that so it depends on i feel like you it's better to differentiate personally like i'd rather hear somebody's top five comedies than their top 10 list that includes shawshank redemption and space balls you know (laughs) something like that which honestly is going to be on everybody's top 10 list space balls and shawshank redemption and shawshank it better be at least that they're you know humans yes (laughs) so yeah i i think that um we worked really, really hard once to come up with yes. a top ten. We actually <laughs> we sat down. It took a with, month. We sat down with a um, 
kind of like a March Madness bracket. Yeah. And we listed out some movies that were favorites, and then we pitted them against each other, much like any sport or team that you would put against each other based on merits. Because nothing's worth anything unless it's beating something in a competition. <laughs> that's right. And that's what was way, that's the way life works. What was great about this whole thing is we didn't just do it once. Oh no, we did we did it multiple times in order to see if we could fact check <laughs> <laughs> to see if we would get the same result over and over and over. Now, and we did do it. you remember the criteria we came up with? Because oh, it's good. been a few years now, I don't really remember. I have it like, written down. Like uh, what was it? Like stays. Relevant over time was one yep. of them. Yeah, if it stands the test of time, stands that was the one of them. Right. Uh, what was one of the other ones? Um, makes you think. <sighs> makes you think. I think the characters matching with the actors that the casting. Yes. Yeah. Good casting. The, right. Right. Apt good casting. casting. Yes. Yeah. There were. I think there were five things on the list, but basically, yeah. what it boiled down to is the formula for any good movie is. I mean, yeah, I, I get that some good movies of the past just don't hold up over the test of time, but um, otherwise, you know, there was there weren't any real stinkers on the list. Yeah. And what movie? Do you remember what movie came in number one? Like <clears throat> every time, it had to have been Shawshank, right? Shawshank one. Shawshank was number one at one point in time. Like we scientifically proved that Shawshank Redemption is the best movie of all time. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I think the movie Aliens, yes, 1986's Aliens won multiple times. I don't think Shawshank Redemption won multiple times. Now, I'm trying to remember that. At least the first time we ran it through, we told other people what the, the head-to-head was, and yeah. they were all shocked that we chose what we chose. But we had to say, it's this way because of the criteria. We we did this, and we stuck it to it objectively. You know, Empirically, we measured, and this one came out on top. And that, it wasn't about which one is a favorite, which one you know makes us smile the most when we watch it, anything like that. It was, these are the five criteria we chose. This is the movie that came out on top. Now, do you remember which one was it that, confused everybody like how did that one beat this one was it aliens and shawshank i think it no i, I think it was pulp fiction pulp fiction and shawshank and i think oh, i've got all the sheets too <laughs> Some, <laughs> i really should have got them out i didn't know we were going to go down this path but uh it is I, kind of a divergence i guess well the the final four a lot of the times either aliens shawshank uh pulp fiction saving private ryan beetlejuice mm-hmm. There were there were a, a bunch of times when um, those movies were in the top, you know, the top eight, the top four, and I think it was I think it was Pulp Fiction versus Shawshank, and I think Shawshank won, and I think that that was a shocker to people. Yeah, and the funny thing, the biggest thing I took away from it is if you want to get people upset. <laughs> Make a list of the top movies of all time and don't even have their favorite movie in the top five. And yeah. they'll get pissed at you. Like, they'll start off arguing their point and they will devolve into anger as time yeah. goes on. But that's a good point that these lists are a personal thing. I mean, yeah. and that's, you, you own it. It's a mirror. It reflects what you have accrued in your lifetime. Like, if you if you can confidently sit down and say, this is my top five of movies, my top ten songs, my top five TV shows that I love. You've thought this through and you have delved into your own soul, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, absolutely. I, and then you can look at this list and go, wow, I really lean towards sci-fi fantasy or I really lean towards just... The synthesizer. You know, non-linear, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love synthesizers. Synthes- <laughs> I love drinking. <laughs> right. 
But it is. It's a very, very personal thing. And you can get into some heated arguments with people <laughs> you can based on. Friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't think what I ever mo- have, but I, I could see that happening. <laughs> what movie you've chosen and what song you've chosen is the best. And it, I mean, it's subjective. So it's <laughs> very hard to argue. I unless you acknowledge that Caddyshack 2 is the best movie of all time and that Kenny Loggins is a god. Actually, I know that you believe that. So. <laughs> Don't don't try and convince me otherwise. I know how much you love Kenny Loggins. I think Jonathan Silverman was an underrated hero of the eighties. You know, he had a TV show in the nineties called The Single Guy. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I, I loved a lot it. of it. I liked it. Was, it. it was so bland. It was just it had no hook. It hadn't. It went along I think, for like three, four seasons, and that was about it. But I think the hook was his neighbor. His neighbor was hilarious. The what? The curly hair guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, made he me was laugh. funny. And then the guy's wife was hot. Ming. Ming Na Wen, who is now in Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. She, she plays. Uh... <laughs> I know a lot about Ming Na Wen. <laughs> you sure do. Is she on I one of your like, lists? I was like totally got her confused with somebody else. I've been saying that name wrong. That's a possibility too. <laughs> is she on a list? <laughs> Hottest Asian actresses in the world. Yeah, I'll put her on there. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu and Ming Na Wen. And then I just gotta try to fill in Olivia Munn. She's half Asian. Kind of Have you right. seen Olivia Munn's Super Bowl commercial where she brings the <clears throat> pimp, pimple cream to the kid? I think I have, but I can't remember. How oh, it. it is so funny. I, it's the it's the one where she just appears out of nowhere and he drops his towel. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I did. That's that so good. good. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. She's on one of my lists. But anyway, <laughs> not not Asian chicks. No, I I guess I didn't know she was Asian, but. Uh, <laughs> Give me your uh, top three movies. Okay, now, starting from number three, and this is a weird choice because like, I just got done saying don't mix genres, but if it's top three movies, top three movies. The Naked Gun. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Yeah, like I'll sit there and talk about Spaceballs is a great comedy, and that might be one that doesn't hold up. Like we've we've mentioned this before, where if I saw Spaceballs for the first time as an adult, would I think it's that funny? And today, I, like if I saw it for the first time today, would right. I? There's probably a few spots like the ludicrous speed scene. I think is going to be a classic forever. But eh, yeah. the Naked Gun is just pure genius from start to finish. It is. It's so I agree, great. and that brand of humor is unbel- It's the best. It's dying. At, like it is. Nobody can hit it anymore. I, I don't remember the last time. Like, people that make movies like that are making crap like Epic Movie and Date Movie and Disaster. Like, just pure crap. Yeah. Like, Although, I, are just terrible. I will say the Scary Movie 3 is my favorite out of all those. I I don't know if that just hit me at the right time or whatever, but I think... <laughs> Three, that's, really? That's a that's a bold statement. <laughs> well, Liam Neeson's in it. That's without the Wayans Brothers, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean, I it liked just, it. It, hit, it struck me as pretty funny. So. The last one was crap, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I with stopped. The guy, Anna Ferris wasn't even anymore. And they, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. But uh, oh, Anna Ferris, she's on the list. Yeah. So what's your, what's your number two? Uh, number two is Dark Knight. Okay. It's unrelieved drama the entire time, just action. You know, like the only complaint I've ever heard anybody say about the Dark Knight was, you don't ever crack a smile. There's no comedy, you know, mm. comic relief. I I disagree. <laughs> With a character named the Joker, that's kind of a weird statement to make too. But no, I I think that uh, the scene where they're having the party and he drops her out the window and he says, "Batman says, let her go." He's like, "Bad <laughs> choice of words." <laughs> I, I found that to be hilarious. That's but. that's worth a chuckle, but it's it's still very dark and fits with the uh, whole thing. Mean, there is a girl plumbing to her death. Pretty sure I could get a guffaw out of that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that was like perfectly structured and the message was good and it was, it came full circle at the end. The only complaint I have is every time I watch that, and I've probably watched it at least a half a dozen times now all the way through, is when I talk about how many people Harry, um, Harvey Dunn killed at the end. I'm trying yeah. to count. Wait, which, who? Which one did he kill? How many did mm-hmm. he get? There's no there's the five? I don't, who is that? And it bugs me every time. It, it yeah. bugs me every time. That, and I'm pretty certain uh, on the ferry, you'd get somebody pushing the button and blowing oh, up the yeah. boat. <laughs> That's the whole prisoner's dilemma thing. And yeah, somebody is totally going to be like, yep, let me see it. Boom. Yeah. They'll be racing to kick. And it would definitely at least be the people, like the regular people. Right. Be like, oh, a bunch of inmates? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Boom. Bye. It'd be Bye. Like you had to have with an unrelievably bleak movie, you had to end some kind of note of hope. Like Chris Nolan wanted to have a message, I guess, but right. Yeah, that was uh, not true to life at all. <laughs> all right, what's your number one? My number one, dun, 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 Donnie Darko. Yeah, I that, love that movie so much. It just and it just every time I watch it. And this sounds so pretentious, I guess, but I. I Every time I watch it, I get in something new out of it that I didn't realize before. Right. Like, I rewatched it again a few months ago. And if anybody knows Donnie Darko, there's this refrigerator where somebody writes notes to each other, like one of those magic marker things. Yep. And somebody wrote Frank was here on that. And then you see that same handwriting somewhere else. And I think it's something like Frank and Donnie were melding together. The other part was when his sister's on the phone, she's on the phone with her, you think just a friend every once in a while, but you realize she's on the phone with Frank the entire time. Like Frank's there throughout the movie without you realizing who Frank is besides oh, the guy in the Johnny Bunny costume. Yep. So yes, it's small. I saw, I saw that start to finish and I didn't, I didn't get the same thing out of it. I wasn't. Well, you got to rewatch it 20 times. <laughs> and then you start to get a lot of little nuances. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, um, my top three list goes from comedy to action adventure slash drama to, I don't even know what you call Donnie Darko, drama, sci-fi, complex thinker. Or that yeah. just might be me trying to read more into it than it is. I like Donnie Darko so much that it didn't dislike the sequel. <laughs> and if you watch which, the sequel, that says something. Right. Huh. Well, that is interesting. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out what that might say about you. That those three movies that you've chosen, I don't know. Is they necessarily? I guess if it tells me anything, it, it's an unconventional list. It's probably you're probably the only person that would ever <laughs> put maybe, that out yeah. there. But there's probably also somebody out there that has like a weird list as like some French film, you know, some Russian avant-garde, you know, trailblazing thing that's like, oh, this is my top, and this is this because of this and. Somebody that like studied film history or direction, something like that, could peel back the layers and say this movie was genius from start to finish because of the camera angles and blah blah blah. That's why it's on my list. Whereas me, it's like this one I thought was funny, this one I thought was cool, and this one made me think. Boom. Yeah. That's why it's in my top three. My top three is a little bit less. Um, I, I'd have to say that the number three spot on my top three is pretty interchangeable. All right, um, roll it out. Hit me. What do we got? Well, Young Frankenstein. See, and I never saw that movie personally. Yeah, and I think that if you saw it now, it's it's a lot like Spaceballs. Yeah, you're, you're still gonna get the genius of Gene Wilder. You're still going to get the genius of Mel Brooks. It, it's gonna kind of it would come across as a good movie. It would make you laugh definitely, but I don't think that it would achieve um, what it did for me when I saw it originally. It was still pretty fresh. I think now there have been enough. There's been enough copycat. There's been yeah, enough yeah, people, yeah. or enough movies made now that have stolen the jokes, you know, gotten around on its coattails, mm-hmm. and then. So I, I think that if you watched it now, you you would recognize 
some of the humor from other movies and other other places stand out. So instead of seeing it for what it is, you'd say, oh, I heard that joke before. It would, like, lessen it. Certainly. Certainly none of the jokes would, you know, surprise you, take you by surprise. There, there are a few, but some of the gags in that movie aren't really those type of gags anyway. They're the kind of thing that, <clears throat> you know, back in the 70s, <laughs> that was funny. So I think... That that can be swapped out with a couple of different movies, you know, Saving Private Ryan, Pulp Fiction as a number three spot. In particular. Yeah, Shawshank okay. those, those types. You know, at any Ooh, given Shawshank number three. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my number two is I don't I don't know if it's just a pure nostalgia bomb. It's not a bomb of a movie, but Aliens, Aliens. Oh. Is, See, now is, this is what the list part is. Now I kind of wish I had thrown aliens on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aliens, oh man, puberty. <laughs> See, <laughs> you, you you take a 13-year-old kid going through puberty, and you know, you, you take a 13-year-old kid and you plop him in front of a TV and you play aliens, and yeah. you know, you've just shaped that individual's mind. So I think... What year did that come out? 86. 86, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it... It hit me at a time when I was really paying attention to movies a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, you're getting, they're rolling out these tentpole movies summer after summer. Uh, you got Ghostbusters in 84. You got Back to the Future in 85. And then in 86, they're like, oh, by the way, here's Aliens. And right. it happens to be probably one of the greatest movies ever. You know, you've got... And now Alien was what, 80, Ooh, 80 81? 79? Like was it 70? I want to say the original Alien was 79. I'm so you had quite wrong. the gap between releases. So yeah, but, that would have been... But Aliens was in production for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it yes, it was a long time between sequels, but it wasn't a long time between production. Right, right. I think they started production on Aliens um, pretty early on. But anyway, I mean, just that's one of those movies that will remain, you know, in my in my heart forever as like the best. And yeah, go ahead. So I was just gonna say that's one of those movies that I've um, come to appreciate it on a different aspect, maybe a different level. This is a divergence, but I just wanted to put this out there into ether. I'm a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan, and I maintain that Aliens is Shadow over Innsmouth reimagined. And that's all I'm going to say. If anybody's a Lovecraft fan and they know what I'm talking about, think about it. It is Shadow over Innsmouth. But anyways. <laughs> I got you. All right. And then my number one is nobody else's number one. Maybe. Well, no, I, I can't say that because there's plenty of us brown coats <laughs> around. I wonder uh, what you're going to say. Serenity, which is another sci-fi. So I've got two sci-fi in there, buddy. Two sci-fi uh, and a comedy, which is technically what I got, too. Technically. Technically. <laughs> But uh, I really loved the series, and it it just <clears throat> it gets me. Like all those characters in that show yeah. are part of my personality, <laughs> and then to put them all up on a movie screen, it was enough for me to. It'll be, you know, probably my number one movie for the next ten years at least. Absolutely. I'd love to say forever. Sometimes I feel like a space hooker too. You know, I always feel like a space hooker. <laughs> And she's a companion, by the way. I'm sorry. You're right. 
I feel like a very hoity-toity space hooker sometimes. Yeah, but um, anyway, that that's my that's my top three in uh, movies. Music, music is really, really, really difficult for me to come up with yes. any top movies, and I think that music, a, a music top ten list and a movie top ten list are two completely different things. Simply mm-hmm. because music is different than movies, they're related, but I feel like we consume music in a completely different way than we do movies. And I just think that that's where the fork in the road is. And it's, it just goes, it spreads farther yeah. apart the more you go. So, well, like I said, with, um, it depends on the mood sometimes for like a top 10 movie list with music. It's, that is all mood. I mean, music is a language of emotion, right? So yeah, that is just all whatever mood you happen to be. Like if you, if you could take what you consider like your top five songs and you listen to them on repeat over and over again and you don't get sick of them, then they deserve a place on the list. But then you think of a song that you, you know, haven't heard in a while that you really like, you're like, oh my God. I forgot about this song. I got to put this one on my top five because you've gotten used to the other ones. Like I'll go through Jags where I listen to all grunge or something like that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know, Oh God, I love Everlong and I love Alice in Chains, like nutshells, one of the greatest songs ever, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then I kind of get sick of the grunge and I love the glam rock from the eighties or like a heavy metal phase. I love my Metallica speed metal stuff, you know, yeah. or I just listen to <clears throat> very like mellow, like, Coldplay type of stuff, or this guy named Oren Lavi that does like super mellow, put you to sleep type of music, but I love it, you know? Yeah. Like you go through these phases, so it's like your top five will change depending on what's part of the cycle you're in, you know, right? I remember in 1988, I'm almost certain it was 88, could have been 89, I listened to Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, and I thought this is the best song that has ever been written. Mm-hmm. And there'll never be another song written as well as this. And well, yeah, you came was... close. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Sweet Child of Mine is up there for me. But I remember back then, that was it, baby. There was nothing that was going to be written better than that. Nothing. I'll tell you, Sweet Child of Mine's. I prefer infinitely to uh, Paradise City. For whatever reason, those two seem to be linked in my mind. Like, if I have to compare it one song, it's going to be to the other. Like, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine. I don't know why, but I always have to link them and i like sweet mm-hmm. child of mine way better and yeah. said that the best song ever made november mm-hmm. rain november rain i just totally had to step on that because <laughs> you knew where i was going with it yeah. i know I what your favorite song about is. it it's a perfect but, song well i'll tell you and i don't know if you know or not but you know that song is part of a trilogy right oh yeah yeah the use your illusion trilogy yeah strange right. november okay. rain and don't cry well we i was gonna just mention that since you thought that uh Paradise City and Sweet Child of Mine were connected. Yeah. Speaking of connected songs. Um, yeah. Those three from the Use Your Illusion. Man, what a great album. Album pair. Just Use Your True. Illusion 1 and 2. I can never remember which one, which songs on which ones, but I feel like the progression was Don't Cry was first, then November Rain, and then Estrange tied it all up for some reason. I'm not sure what the narrative was supposed to have been, to tell you the truth. Estrange is about suicide. Yeah, and then November Rain was about his women dying on him i've tried to find because if you watch the video which is one of the best music videos of all time it says based on without you by Bill james i can't find that freaking story anywhere i don't know what the heck the story's supposed to be yeah so well, you know best song and best video just there it is i'd say 
So his wife dies. Uh, maybe she's, I don't know, coming back now, from the grave to tell him not to cry about it. And then, <laughs> Well, if it starts with don't cry, I don't know. Maybe that's where he convinces her to marry him because he's like, quit crying, baby. We're going to do this. Just suck it up and make it happen. <laughs> so it's against her will. So she is... <laughs> and then she kills herself in November rain. Yeah. Yeah, this works. <laughs> he forces her to marry him. She kills herself in November rain because if you watch the video of the casket, she has a mirror across her face. So one side of her face is all fucked up from maybe shooting herself. I don't know. Or maybe she was trying to get a selfie on a cliff and just backed up too far. She was fell, on guard. She was getting a selfie before there were selfies. <laughs> in well, 90, 91, whatever the 91. was. Yeah, Use Your Illusion came out in 91. So yeah, probably Which the uh, first single was You Could Be Mine. Right. Which was featured on the Terminator 2 soundtrack. Which, as a little Easter out. egg, because I know you like Easter eggs. Remember the scene where, um, I believe it's when Arnold first finds John Connor, he pulls a shotgun out of a box of roses. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Guns and roses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet the uh, listeners didn't think they were going to get that little Easter egg. Yeah. It's, it's a little treat for you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure we're the first person, people to point that out in the history of ever, you know. Yeah, it's involved. not available on Google. No, you can't find that anywhere. Yeah, you figured that out all yourself. I remember the scene in the theater, though. My friend leaned over next to me and goes, Guns and Roses. When he pulled his shotgun out, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, and then you leaned in and said, oh, you're one of those people that talks in the movie theater, huh? <laughs> no, I was 13. I thought it was a, the coolest thing in the world to talk in the movie theater. Yeah. I thought that was a badge of being like a rebel, you know. Oh, see, I was the guy that was going around smacking popcorn out of people's faces because they were talking in the theater. <laughs> As Shepard Book from Firefly says, the special hell. Special if, hell. If you take advantage of that girl, you're going to go to the special hell. The special hell that they reserve for pedophiles and people who talk at the theater. <laughs> oh, it's such a good show. And they're on the same level, so... Everybody should That's stop legit. this podcast and go watch Firefly the watch entire Firefly. season, and then go watch Serenity, and you might, at that point, think that your life is complete, and don't become estranged in the November rain. That's right. Or else you're going to have to cry, and you shouldn't. Don't cry. No, don't do it. Especially from a rooftop with Shannon Hoon. <laughs> I wonder if anybody gets that reference. But anyway, so what we're anyway. getting to is that the music top 10 would probably be too hard. But yes. if I had to put anything at the top 10, uh, I'd say Lateralis from Tool would be... Lateralis or Lateralis? Because I say it the second way. Nobody cares. <laughs> Mater cares. No. He will find you. I don't think he cares what anybody calls it. Yeah, uh, yeah it's weird that they don't really speak the say the, the name of the song in the song, but it is based on the Fibonacci spiral. It's Fibonacci right. sequence. I remember you told me that years ago, and that's a thinker. That's a It is. It the kind syllable. of would technically have to make it the perfect song, right? The golden ratio and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yep. So, but I, I, if I had to say a number one, if I had to just pluck a number one out of the air, I'd say it's Tool, Lateralis, Lateralis, yeah. however you want to say it. See, now I like that song, but I'd have to disagree with you. The best Tool song, I think, is Vicarious. I can't get enough of that song. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good, but I, you know, again, you screaming at the subjective. End. Great. <laughs> yeah. uh, what other lists? TV shows. TV shows. And I got more of a ready-made list for that one. Okay, hit me. But it's hard to put it in the right order. So <clears throat> instead of top, you know, like a distinct hierarchy, I just got to throw out like my top five shows maybe. Okay. So Seinfeld. I can yeah. watch the reruns of that all day long. I don't care. I so can, can just... everybody else unless you're 
Unless you're just deficient in your mental capacity, I think. Agreed. That was the first Thinking Man sitcom, I think. You know, I really, I'll, I'll say that. I'll go out on a limb. First think, Thinking Man sitcom. Uh, Kate and Allie. That was a Thinking Man's. No, no. Who's the boss? Wait. <laughs> Growing Ties. Pains. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's let's take it back. Full house. Growing Pains was the. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. No, honestly, you'd probably say the first thing, man. It's probably like Murphy Brown or Cheers or something like that. But And then somebody's going to say, fuck you, it's the Honeymooners or whatever. Right. <laughs> of course. When you when you had your formative years completely within the 90s, it was Seinfeld or Frasier. Anyway. Oh, yeah, Frasier. <clears throat> so anyway, Listen. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Arrested Development. Can't disagree with you. Can't disagree. And I'm trying to branch away from sitcoms, so X-Files. Uh-huh. Yep. That was the first show I ever became super obsessed about. Like, I had to watch week to week to find out what happened next, what happens next, what happens yes. next. And which, which I was thinking earlier this week, you and I are like Mulder and Scully. You're Scully, I'm Mulder. <laughs> what? You're the skeptic. I'm the believer. Yeah, but she was super religious, too. So that's a weird... Well, you yeah. can't be religious and a skeptic. It doesn't work. Sure. She kept wearing those crucifixes and stuff. Well, I think that was because she that's died of cancer. That's probably just a looked out at her chest and not feel weird about it. Jillian Anderson. Who is actually from Michigan... Like me, so I guess maybe it doesn't hold. Oh, up so that British accent in that crap show on Netflix is not real? Crap show! I love that show. <laughs> Screw you, man. The Fall—that's great show. Yeah, yeah. Her British accent really, really is spot on. I, I listen. Uh, as somebody that can do a British accent, I can't piss on somebody else's British accent. So, and she looks good as a blonde. She does. She looks really good. Again, can't disagree with you there. Yeah, yeah. So you're the Scully. I'll be the. So mother. I'm the Scully. You're the Mulder. Does that mean you have a deep seated porn addiction too? Yes. I mean, is this confession time we're getting to here? <laughs> well, closet I, uh, full of. You've shot more people than me. Have I? Because I haven't shot anybody. <laughs> Still more than me. All right, there you go. <laughs> oh. Uh, what the hell was I talking? Oh yeah. So, what do I got so far? Seinfeld. Arrested Seinfeld. Arrested Development. Yeah, X Files. So X Files. I know what my number one is, and I'm gonna try to. Fit. What's what's my number four? Let me think. I had I had this in my head the other day. It's got to be Firefly. And you know what? As much as I love Firefly, I'm not on the same level as you. Yeah. I'm not gonna put that. That definitely be in my top ten, but I'm not gonna put it in my top five. Um, it's got to be Simpsons. Simpsons is number one. I was gonna wait. Oh. Simpsons is my number one because the first, well, okay, seasons two through eight was the height of the Simpsons out of its 20, whatever, 28 seasons now, 27 seasons. Seasons two through eight were the height of the Simpsons. That was the golden age of the Simpsons, which means it was the golden age of television in my book. And I will fight anybody that disagrees. That was pure genius. There was not a bad Simpsons episode in that entire six-year span, seven-year span. I remember the uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns I remember, like I remember that like it was yesterday. That yeah. whole that summer that they took off, <laughs> right? The cliffhanger, yes. Like, who did shoot Mr. Burns? It was the baby, which I maintain is genius. Who would have Spoil- thought that was? Spoiler alert! I'm sorry, you're right. It wasn't the baby. Yeah, I didn't say which baby. It could have been the baby with one eyebrow. I'm just saying. It definitely wasn't Maggie, unless it was. It was Maggie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well. If you- if, if I piqued your interest in The Simpsons, I have just ruined one of the biggest twists of all time. It was Maggie. Yeah, she shoots Mr. Burns. But he lives. He lives, which is only because he's one of the best characters. To be exposed to radiation and be thought to be an alien in the woods where Mulder and Scully investigate him. 
Mm. See how I did that? <laughs> Full like circle. It's hypnotic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, that's a great episode too. <laughs> barring what your number two is, I want to say Game of Thrones, and I get, I think there's a rotating spot. I I I have a I maintain that I could I I'm gonna have a rotating spot. Right now it's Game of Thrones. Yeah, because that's one where you know I read all the books and it held up really well with the books, and then watching the story continue beyond the books was amazing to me. Like, holy crap, I've been waiting how many years to finish this freaking story, and now I can in a different form. Plus, you know, titties everywhere. How how can you go wrong? Right, yeah, a great show. And I think that we'll, later on, in a future episode, we're going to talk a lot about TV shows. We're going to talk a lot about quality of TV shows and where they're coming yeah, from yeah. now. And so, but I The golden just, age of television that we're living in. Yes. Um, I thought that we were right a lot, but yes, golden age. It's the golden age of television. But we'll get into that quite a bit. But yeah, Game of Thrones, I think, is a quality program for the whole family. Yes. Your grandma can appreciate it, right? I think so. You got the ornery old women in there? Yeah. You got old women that look like young women? (laughs) They get naked? You got men that look like women? Yeah, women, you know, women that look like men. Something for everybody. It is. But it's a great show. Game of Thrones. Anybody that yes. hasn't watched it is really doing themselves. I will admit that I didn't start watching Game of Thrones until last year. Yeah. Last year I caught up before the premiere. So I got to I got to see all last season as if it were brand new. Much like, like I did with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, exactly. I was just gonna say I wasn't tortured. Oh. Like you. oh my god! Look, just I just want you to feel it from my end, where you're <laughs> sitting there and you're watching the show season by season from episode one, and then you get to the point where Hank's on the toilet and realizes that Walt is Heisenberg, and he has that revelation. You see him, and then you got to wait a year to see the next part. Spoiler feel alert. my pain. Uh, feel it. I think next week we're gonna talk about mid season mid yeah. mid season hiatus and that it was even crap. That was just a season. Well, I guess technically it was mid season because that's because they broke up the they broke up the last season. Yeah, but yeah, well, talking about my rotating spot, I would almost rotate Game of Thrones out and put Breaking Bad in. Yeah, like that's like the that's my vacillation. Maybe maybe in a couple of years I'll rotate that. I'll put Westworld in. Who knows? You know, mm, good show. Yeah. If Spoiler they alert! Right, they're all robots. Yep. And they Never. all get along, and they love yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Robot utopia. No animosity towards any of them. They have their jobs, and they know what they are, and they're just going to do them with a smile on their face. That's the way robots work. Boring show. No, I like it. I like it for the, you know. The sex. Sometimes you just need something. Gratuitous. <laughs> Gratuitous happy robot sex. <laughs> That's going to be our side podcast. <laughs> That's the name of it. <laughs> Gratuitous happy robot sex. Well, um, video games spans way too too broad too broad because you've got uh, different systems you've got see, different... i can't even come close to make a top five video games or top 10 video games the only reason i can or i could come close is that i have avoided 99 percent of the market of games i don't enjoy xbox i don't enjoy playstation right. i barely enjoy pc games i'm a nintendo fanboy yeah so oh, there you go what was your favorite classic nintendo like not even super nintendo just classic nintendo metroid yeah, I will agree Met- with you there. No, 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 I'm sorry. I take that back. Contra. Yeah. Uh, Contra is my number one. If I were to make a num- uh, top five classic NES game list, it would be Metroid, Contra, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, 
Um, Shadowgate, love that. Didn't play that Legend I did of like Zelda. Yes, Legend of Zelda. Mario 2, as classic Ooh. as Mario 1 is, or even 3, like a lot of people point to 3. I really enjoyed Mario 2. You wait till my trivia question, I'm going to bring this full circle. Ooh. I got something for a circle for my trivia question, too, so there you go. <laughs> it's almost like we planned it. Mm, it's serendipity, baby. So, so what, I didn't hear what your top uh, TV shows were. Um, Well, Firefly, that Firefly. is. Bar none. That is my top show. I love it. I love it. I could watch it a hundred times. Great, <laughs> great show. Anybody that hasn't seen it needs to go see it. Um, Arrested Development. Yes. Easily in there. That show just came out of nowhere as like the high watermark for what TV shows, what sitcoms should be. Right, right. It is It is probably the funniest show. In a, the same way that Seinfeld makes me laugh now, if somebody makes... Seinfeld was far more popular, so you get a lot of Seinfeld references. You can you can relate right. with a lot of people about Seinfeld. It takes some special humor, a special brand of person to this far since... This long since it was canceled. If you hear an Arrested Development reference from another person, you know that you're talking to somebody special. Somebody that watched it and got it and likes it. Now, do you remember years ago, like when we first started talking, like we kind of didn't know each other that well. We both discovered our independent love of Arrested Development. It kind of helped us, you know, yeah. forge a friendship. Hey. Oh, my God. That is such a good show. And I introduced it to my wife and she watched it back to back to back to back to back episodes. Yeah. And so <laughs> she liked it, but she still struggles to come up with some references. That's how deep of a <laughs> humor it is. And, and so uh, too. just the other day we did the beads and bees scene <laughs> where she said beads. And beads? I said, bees, <laughs> no be- beads. Oh, <laughs> God. If there's anybody listening that gets that reference, you are a special person. We can hang. Yeah. But uh, an, my one show that is kind of the weird one, the one that I don't think a lot of people watch, it's a comedy. Um, but every once in a while, I'll connect with somebody. And when they say they like the show Psych, yeah, then, okay, yeah. yeah that, that show is not, it's not Arrested Development. It's not Seinfeld. It's its own thing. And the humor, a lot of the humor comes from this modern relationship that these guys have while still reflecting back on nostalgia in the 80s and like every episode has some sort of 80s pop culture reference machine going on in the background that is taking over the either the landscape or the it's kind of a murder she wrote style with comedy that rolls in 80s nostalgia pop stuff it's it's a good show I never watched that was one that was on my radar. I never got around to watching. I remember, I remember you talking about it yep. often, often here and there. So I kept thinking in the back of my head I should watch it, but I never got around to it. And I know the premise and everything, but I nah, never did. Yeah, I got it free. I got the the pilot free from iTunes. It was one of those things where they give you the first episode free, and I watched it and I loved it. Um, but then the next two three episodes were a little bit flat, so it was tough for me. And I had to kind of muscle through. I had to muscle through those episodes, but once I did, it is a fantastic show. And so, geez, I got three comedies on the list, huh? Yeah, yeah. And one sci-fi. And I'd have to agree with you with X Files. X Files was probably in the '90s. The X Files did it for me. I had to watch yes. it. I absolutely had to be home. I had to be sitting in front of the TV. Um, I will admit to you that I didn't. Uh, I did not watch the last season 
And as painful as it is for me to say, you didn't miss a lot. You you talking about the new one that just came out? No, no, I'm talking about the last, or, the original last season when yeah, Mulder okay. was gone. When they decided the new one that just came out, actually, I thought it was they did a good job. But yeah, that original last season, yeah, it was, it was really hard painful. for me. And yeah. when Mulder was gone, I was gone too. Right. And I, I've all been with you, but I, and you know me, once I start something, I have <laughs> a hard time just stopping. I, I got to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. So I watched it and I'm still like, well, how's it end? Okay, let's see what happens. Honestly, I have a hard time even telling you exactly what happened. Like well, they had, at, they had to wrap it up with the movie to some degree because I did sort of. watch, I did watch the movie. The movie was crap. There's two movies. Right. The first one was good where the spaceship comes out of it. What Erica or whatever at the end? Yeah, I like that one. That was decent. But the second one, the pedophile piece, priest thing, that was that was terrible. That was yeah. bad. It was like a long, mediocre episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, good TV show. Really good TV show. But that that kind of rounds out my list. Yeah. There's a lot of other shows that I could put on a top ten, top twenty, whatever. But a lot of that's for nostalgia purposes. Game of Thrones, that's on my list. Uh, Black Sails, that's on my list. But it those yeah. those types of shows, again, we're in the golden age of TV. It's hard to really categorize those. And there's almost we're spoiled for choice at this point. <laughs> Agreed. So yeah, like think of one you can stick. In. Like I said, while you're talking, you can think of you try to make your own list, and you, you will like rotate in, rotate out. You know, oh, I like this one at the time, but then maybe this one now is catching me. You know, I could I could throw Stranger Things on it. That was really cool. Yeah, but. It, I, I know I know this is probably a long shot, but if you're talking like a top 10, top 15, top 20 list, are there any of those like reality show produced TV shows even on your radar as far as something that you really enjoyed? Reality even if it shows? Was, yeah, even if it was just for a season like Survivor. Right. Or, uh, I'm going to say this and say what you will about me. Anybody listening? You I are. fully loathe reality shows in almost every way shape and form i think it is the laziest lowest crappiest form of television you can possibly subject yourself to if you and this is going to make me come off as so elitist and like a big dickish asshole but if you find yourself sucked into a reality show you should just turn the tv off and read a book seriously (laughs) (laughs) just do it you'll be a better person well i and i'll I'll challenge that to some degree because, <laughs> and so will everybody else. And I know what this makes me sound like, and I apologize, but you know, sorry, not sorry. Reality shows are terrible. Well, a lot of them are terrible for a specific reason, and that's a the production quality, the the production cost to to put these out are, is low, very yeah. low. I mean, you're talking about the insurance that you have to take out on your show costs more than the show itself. Right, right. So, like The Bachelorette and uh, the, what's it called? Well, Survivor and there's one where it's a race. There's a... Oh, um... I can't remember, but, like, the first season was intriguing, but it still wasn't... the Great Race or something? Great Race, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Those reality shows are far and away different from the live reality TV shows. And what I mean by that is the American Idol, the mm, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Dancing with the Stars, things like that. I One of the things that bothers me so much about reality television, like Survivor and whatever, is they will show you... Um, I guess between commercials, they'll have their content. 
Mm. And when they come back from commercial, 99% of the time, they're rehashing what happened before the commercial for at least the first couple minutes. So, for example, you know, these people are shown doing X, Y, and Z, insert dramatic point, um, insert some sort of reconciliation for that point, and then dramatic high point. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, dun-dun-dun, cliffhanger commercial when they come back from commercial they're showing you again x these people are doing x y and z that somebody said this one catchphrase that upset everybody and they'll <laughs> play it again and again and again and it's almost like they're filling a third of their show with what they've already shown you and i think that that is really really telling about the audience that is you know they've these people wearing suits that are the bean counters or whatever you want to say the executives are sitting there and they think the audience is so stupid (laughs) we have to remind them what they just watched before we went to commercial exactly and And that's exactly and i don't want to sit there and call the people that love reality shows you know low class knuckle draggers stupid whatever i'm not saying that because these things are hypnotic i get that like oh what's going to happen next but i feel like i'm probably wrong but i feel like people that truly enjoy reality shows don't realize they're not reality like they're just as scripted as any sitcom you ever watched you know they're they're set up they're structured they're edited there's and and when all that's said and done you still get horrible people acting horribly to each other and that's the bulk of reality shows unless it's some kind of contest like American Idol, which I'm not interested in. I'm just not. Yeah, I. But at least I can respect that because it's people trying to be, you know, show their talent and blah blah blah. Right. I uh, think that we got sucked into Dancing with the Stars um, for a little while, and I think that was a little bit of the the celebrities watching the celebrities doing yeah something that took them out of their element, and I think that was fun for a little while. But um, I know the the singing contests and stuff like that. You're almost better off tuning in at the very beginning to watch the embarrassing auditions and then tuning in in the last week to see the recap show plus yeah, the winner yeah, yeah. and they some of them are entertaining i mean the american idol show um i mean they put out they do concerts across the country that sell out with contestants, yeah. and they put out albums with the retool yeah. songs i mean so it's good entertainment it's just they feed it to us you know, in such a way that has to stretch, you know, right. 14, 15, 16 weeks or whatever their season is. Cause they're doing two seasons per year now with a lot of those shows, the voice and American idol. And I just uh, feel like it says something. It says something about, I would say America, but I, I, I'm going to say like Western society in general is that all we want to do is sit down, take something in and not think yeah. we just need to, we just need to consume, you know, mm-hmm. it's to fundicate it. Eh? Yeah. Word of word of the day. That's right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Too profundicated. It's a it's a sign of cultural decline in my mind. Like I said, I know it makes it sound like an elitist dick, but it is a it is you. In the years past, the closest you came was like what real world, which is okay. It was fine. I remember watching a season or two, thinking, "Oh, that's entertainment enough." But then it became all pervading. And all of a sudden, the History Channel had to become reality, you know, reality show oh, central. National Discovery Geographic. Channel. Yeah, Animal National Geographic. Geographic. It's all reality programming. Yeah. TLC. It's just terrible. I, I get that you got to chase the ratings. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty staunch capitalist, so you got to find the money where it's at. But I'm not blaming the people making the content. I'm blaming the consumers. I'm sorry, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm blaming well, you, I mean... the listener, for watching <laughs> these shows. Be hey, better. Boy. 
How are we going to know who chooses who on The Bachelorette? I know, right? But they're going to get married. They're going to love each other forever. I, I, I need to have that in my life. I will, just to play devil's advocate here a little bit, I will say that the value of shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette could come in such a way that it, it helps relationships in the, at the water cooler. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it at length that sometimes half the fun of these shows is talking about it later with you know like-minded oh, yeah. people or so but there's better options for it there's better options <laughs> but if you have to fold laundry and put the kids to bed uh, you know sit down and drink a glass of wine and only catch half an episode which is probably why they rehash half the episode after commercials is if you're just now tuning in you missed this person calling this other person a bitch so we're going to show it when we come back from commercial every mm-hmm. time um, you know, if that's your evening and then you get two minutes to yourself to sit down and watch some mindless TV and you don't have time for a serialized story that if you only watch two minutes, you're going to miss, you're not catching everything. Yeah. Maybe that's what that TV is good for is for those people to take care of their chores, watch a couple minutes of TV, go to work the next day and say, oh my God, did you see this? Did you see that? And let's talk about it. Let's mend our relationship or let's build a relationship on this TV show and we'll always have it. It'll be our show. Mm. But I mean, but so if there's any merit, that's that's all I can see. I can't see anybody watching that. Like, because there are people that are dedicated to like uh, Big Brother. I right not to name names, but I know somebody that sits and like if they miss an episode, if they miss like a minute of one episode, they're like, oh my god, that's I gotta find out what happened. Um, well, uh, sorry. <laughs> I just I feel like how bad is your life that you have to be that engrossed in somebody else's even. I mean, this is every TV show ever. You, especially if you're watching like a soap opera type of drama. Yeah, that's what you're watching. But these are people who like wandering around. They don't have the benefit of a structured, interesting storyline. They just have cobbled together, and it's like, like I said, it's fake. They're making it up um, ahead of time, right? Like, yeah. like the most notorious one I could think of was that Storage War show where the producers are stuffing these storage units right. full of like interesting things because they knew that nine times out of ten is full of crap yep it's like oh hey look we open another one up it's full of dildos and <laughs> fetish <Fox> gear fans <laughs> Damn, again i'm not selling this i'm keeping this <laughs> my god look at this it's rife with how dildos. many sex swings are in this fucking place <laughs> not enough that's always the answer <laughs> that's always the answer yeah not a never enough sex swing. but yeah i i think that you know, there are definitely better options. If you could, even if you're only watching one episode, you know, every two weeks, something like Westworld, maybe that's too much of a thinker <laughs> for some people. <laughs> um, well, look at it this, this way I look at it. Especially now, maybe that was an excuse 10 years ago, but especially now, just turn on Netflix and see the 40 new shows they added this week. And then next week, the 40 new shows they added that week. Like, there's so much out there now that you can turn on a brainless TV show easily. Mm-hmm. Or or just you can watch an old sitcom that you watched years and years ago. Like me right now, when I uh, exercise, I want something on in the background because, you know, it's easier to distract yourself and, you know, so you can feel the burn once you're <laughs> not paying attention, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'll throw, I'll, I'll go, th- I'll cycle through. Like I watch, I rewatch all friends. I, I'm watching all Frasier now. I'll watch Cheers at some point, you know, stuff like that. Stuff yep. that I don't really have to pay that close attention to because I watched it once, but will still distract me and keep my attention yeah. well enough. 
Right. You can do that, you can do that without doubling the cesspool of reality TV. It but is you know a cesspool. What? In the end, it's to each their own. If that's what you enjoy, then you're dumbing down America and you're contributing to the fall of Western society. But you know what? Have at it. Have at it. Do what you're going to do. You're the problem. Live, live your life. <laughs> and know that I judge you silently forever. Well, technically not silently. <laughs> no, if you don't hear me actively judging you, it's silent. <laughs> While you're watching it, I won't be over your shoulder judging you, but I'll be judging you from afar. You'll be that little voice in the back of their head saying, God, why are you watching this? You're so low class. It's so scripted. <laughs> you know how this is going to end. This is terrible. Yeah. So, okay. Watch House. No, I'm sorry. Don't do that. We've gotten a long way away from lists. Yeah, we really walked off. But that's what a conversation is about. Lists yeah. and other ideas. Um okay, let's let's talk about real quick before we go, um, some practical lists that actually might make somebody's life a little bit better. You know, what's what's hmm. your what's your top three um streaming sites? Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, which one wins for you? Why? I uh, top three is gonna be weird because I honestly go with netflix and amazon and it's 99 percent netflix i did used to watch a lot of hulu but i never paid for the hulu plus yeah because i was just like they don't have enough original content for me to make it worth thought that was worthwhile and i wasn't going to pay and still watch commercials so that's my only complaint about it is that you have to watch a commercial now and then but to some degree now they're letting you choose the type of advertising they're giving you and some of the advertisements they're giving you are a little bit more entertaining. So, I mean, I mean that's a thing. Well, that, that was that was Hulu's whole thing when they started. Because I remember seeing advertisements before I ever had Netflix, Amazon, any of that. I saw like something about Hulu, like as a throwaway thing, clicking around the internet, and I didn't know it was a legit thing. I didn't know it was up and up. I, this was brand new to me, so I even registered under a fake name because you know I'm incognito and I'm sly that way. Did you but, register uh, under the name uh, Scully? <laughs> it was uh it was it was um Bob Scully, yes. I think that's what I because you're you're the Scully of the group. I am the Scully. I'm gonna just keep saying I was skeptical. It. I was skeptical of it, so I, I should it should have been Scully. If I could have a time machine, what I would do is not go back Ooh. and kill Hitler. I would go back and change my Hulu name to Scully. Well you gotta hit the important things. <laughs> that's right. That's gonna change my entire outlook on way I watch Hulu. Well, if you believe in the chaos theory, it would have changed a lot. It would have changed everything. Maybe you wouldn't uh, wouldn't have any of these refugee problems in Syria if you had just gone and made. <laughs> oh my God! Hulu, I could have saved millions of lives. Yeah, oh, where's Doc Brown? You, anyways, the Hulu's whole thing was you choose your commercials, and we're gonna start showing you commercials that you you know of the type that you choose. Right? We're gonna learn your preferences. Yeah. And I just remember seeing so many commercials for like drugs, you know, like um, rice <laughs> oh. drugs and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Uh, you're talking or like... feminine hygiene products. And I'm like, wow, Hulu, what are you trying to tell me? I mean, are you, do you know me better than I myself? Should I be yeah. spring fresh down there? And I'm not. <laughs> well, if anybody knows, Hulu does. <laughs> Hulu would know that. Yeah. Uh, there's a show coming out. It's a Hulu original coming out in april i think it's called the handmaiden's tale or the handmaiden's something or other and i think hmm. it the the commercial for it is very like let's not show them too much let's just show them some imagery that makes it look like it's supposed to be on hbo <laughs> and uh which 
is genius, if you ask me, because it could be crap show, but I'm going to tune in. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. But uh, it looks like there's a convent or a convent type of place where they raise girls to be. Oh, is that the one with the chick from Downton Abbey? Probably. I don't know. The cook. Great show. <laughs> it was a good show. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't watched Downton Abbey should just press pause on the podcast. <laughs> go watch Downton Abbey. Come back and then we'll talk. Do you uh, like the show full of women that are not objectively attractive, but still oddly very alluring? Yes, go watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, I know what it was, but I'll save that for a different podcast. Top button English proper ladies thing does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think that this The Handmaiden's Tale or something, whatever it's called, is about women or girls that are raised to be women to serve. Yes, I did men. see. A commercial about that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming out. I'm we're during the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm gonna give that a shot. Um, and uh, then there's another Hulu original called Quick Draw, which might be yeah. right up there with Seinfeld. And See, I feel like I, I should give that another try too because I watched the have, first couple episodes and I forever and I liked it, but I just thought you have to subscribe to that form of comedy ridiculousness it's improv yeah 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 it's it's the whole thing is one saturday night live sketch that has never been written (laughs) it's all jokes that they come up with well i i say all i mean they clearly have a a point a and point b it's just all the stuff that happens in between point a and point b is improv and it is right glorious it is a great show (laughs) You should hit pause on the podcast <laughs> and go watch Quick Draw right now and come back. We'll wait. Now that you got done watching Firefly and you've come back, and now that you got done watching Down Abbey, because we yeah. know you did, yeah. now you can watch Quick Draw. Now we can talk about it because yes. it is a fantastic show. Now you're worthy to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you weren't before. You know you weren't. Well, it's because they watch all that reality, reality TV. Reality shows. <laughs> you, you did come off kind of judgy, I'm saying. What? No, I'm just saying. I apologize for her. That makes up for it, though. I can sound as judgy as I want if I say, you know, disclaimer ahead of time. I'm sorry for sounding judgy. Having said that, you're all a bunch of idiot <laughs> morons. <laughs> I mean, geez. That makes it all better, right? That's how polite society works. Mm, okay. I'll buy no that. offense, but your mom's a whore and I want to punch you in the face. But no offense. Yeah. Please don't take any offense to this, but <laughs> you're a piece you of shit. That's your problem and you're the bad person. <laughs> Uh okay, so I think that we've kind of covered lists and then some, and why we have them. Yes. To recap, the list says more about your personality than you probably would realize, and if you have a bad list, you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, and you should. You should be ashamed of yourself. And you should feel bad for yourself, and everybody should feel bad for you. Uh, lists can be used as a way to find out what other people are into and maybe help you get into a couple of things. What, what's something that yeah. was on somebody else's list that once you heard it, you checked it out and you liked it. Well, when we originally did our, you know, back to back, uh, head to head list, you know, years ago with the movies we were talking about when yep. Shawshank and aliens won, how many of those movies that we came up, not to delve into our whole system for coming up movies, but to make those brackets, there was a lot of movies on that list that I'd never seen. Right. I remember there so, being a few shockers. There's actually we just talked about a shocker the other day that you hadn't seen a movie. What was it? Um, 
we were talking about a movie and then you would kind of admitted that you hadn't seen it and it kind of took everybody by i never saw it's a wonderful life i don't remember if that's what no it wasn't that mm-hmm. we we were talking about it and it was one of those oh snap he hasn't seen this movie <laughs> oh, i can't remember I what it was but at the time i breakfast club never saw breakfast club that might have been it but that wasn't was it recent? Because I've seen it since. Like when no, it was just, brackets. That's when I watched it. It was the other day. It was the other day we were sitting and we were talking. I don't remember about a movie. You know, uh, I don't remember what I never saw. A mutual <laughs> friend of ours that comes over to my house on Sundays mm-hmm. uh, told me the other day that he he admitted kind of with a lot of shame that he hadn't seen the Lost Boys. Yes, I remember. I've, I heard you two talking. I'm, and I wanted to give him shit about it. I really did. Because because <laughs> you were playing Cry Little Sister. Yeah, I was around the corner. I was listening. That's what oh, how did you not? If you heard that song playing and he said, what the crap are you listening to? Yeah. And I said, uh, cry little sister from the Lost Boys. Right. Never seen. You should have just like flying missile kick around the corner. And just I should have. I, should, I was about to. And I can't remember. I think somebody said something to me. I want to say one of the other people in the hallway was talking to me at the time because I feel like getting up and going, what? And then just like <laughs> kicking some tall dude's ass. <laughs> Okay, if you haven't seen Lost Boys, you should press we'll pause. Watch Lost Boys. <coughs> Go watch All the Lost Corey, Boys. Corey, Corey Feldman joints. That is far and away the best one. We should like do how he threw a street in there with a joint, a Spike Lee joint, a Corey Haim, a Feldman Haim joint. Right. Plus, there, I think you owe it to Corey Haim because he's dead now, right? So it's an I don't. Mind. I don't owe him shit. <laughs> Yes, you do. You owe him to watch Lost Boys one more time. And then watch all the sequels, because those are their own kind of special. But if there was ever a movie that was in need of a reboot, just a no. total and complete reboot. No movie's ever in need of a reboot. We, we can talk about a... this at some other time. Yeah, we'll do oh, yeah. definitely do an episode on reboots. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the sax solo scene. Oh my god, that's great. In the Lost Boys. You know that guy has glommed onto that fame and he is he is riding that pony. If you if you look up Lost Boys Sax Man. Yep, yep, yep. There there's it goes right to a dude who is the guy from Lost Boys that was playing the sax in that scene, and he has definitely cashed in on that notoriety. It is fantastic. That like, was just such a quintessential 80s moment, too. The uh, yeah, I know. ponytail, fucking no hip sax dude. Boom. Uh, One of the greatest clips I ever saw was somebody spliced together scenes of Jason Patrick smiling. <laughs> but it made it look like he's looking at him just like going, Nurr. I still believe. And Jason Patrick is still like falling in love with him or something. It's the greatest yeah. thing ever. So good. All right. Well, we um what's your uh so what's your trivia question? My trivia question is <clears throat> That's how we gotta wrap it up, right? Trivia question. Yeah, yeah. It has to do with a video game sequel. Okay. Do you know where I'm going with this? Mario uh, Brothers? Yeah. Super Mario Brothers two was taken from uh a Japanese game. A a game that was released right. in Japan. I did hear about this. Well, they did a sequel for Super Mario Brothers called Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels. That was technically Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. However, the executives in Nintendo said, A, this is too much like Super Mario Brothers, and B, Americans are too dumb to play it. It's too hard for them. <laughs> so what are we going to do? So they took a game that was already existed, they changed the characters, and they re-released it as Super Mario Brothers 2. Do you know the name of that game? I did know the name. I've I've read about this. So one time I did know the name of it. It was not 
Something adventure, was it? Uh, I think it translates to something adventure. Maybe. Oh, no, it doesn't. I, I, I just looked at it. But hmm. um, for the longest time, I thought it was just Doki Doki Panic. But it's actually Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic. Oh, wow. Which, which translates to Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. Nice. And that makes sense because the whole thing is Mario's dream. It's all dreamlands. Like if you look at it, it has nothing to do with Koopa, Bowser, all that stuff. So and it's looking back on it when you like when I first read about it, you're like, okay, yeah, I get that. I get that. It was slapped on. They made, threw Mario on there to sell it. I don't care. I love that game. That yeah, game was so fun. It is. Oh, I want to say it was my favorite out of the trilogy, but in reality, Super Mario Three is just too good of a game. Too, now Mario Three was great too, and the hype was there because you know the wizard. And a goddamn power glove. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my god. Anyways, that's another podcast. <laughs> so if we were going to make avatars for ourselves for this podcast, you would be Dana Scully with the power glove. No, I think my mine would be the power glove given the finger. That would oh, be my... Okay. I would I love it. to have that as my avatar. The power okay. glove given the finger. I'll make that happen. Yes. So anyway, Dana Scully in there somewhere. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, My trivia question is not the same genre but which u.s president was the one that served the least amount of time like the least amount of time in office are you uh, and you're excluding well there's only really one answer like not the current president who actually i think might have him beat at this point well i think that you're you must be excluding the guy that was president for like hours between assassinations well I you know, I, yeah yeah I mean like they're not technically the between assassinations either it'd be the vice president or the guy that just takes it like when Reagan got shot right yeah Nobody was actually I, the president he was just acting right executive I guess I don't know um least amount of time actually elected president who held office for the least amount of time oh so how long's Trump been president right so far four weeks. Has it been thirty days. I think so. I think he was inaugurated on the thirteenth. Does that sound right? I should probably yeah yeah, yeah. twelve or thirteenth right. Was it the ninth? I'm, you know what? I'm a bad citizen. I don't really remember. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's okay to not know the day that he was inaugurated. So it's probably so. This guy, anyways, what I'm thinking of is thirty thirty one days when he's he was in office. I <clears throat> I like to think that I am. Uh, a history buff enough to know the answer to this question, but I don't. Okay. Um, I I can tell you some presidents and what number they like. Rutherford B. Hayes was mm. the nineteenth president. Ah. Uh, that's that's one that has stuck with me. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was the sixteenth president. You know those types of who was president at what point in time. Um, but I don't know if I could tell you. I'd have to say. <clears throat> Probably somebody that either resigned or was assassinated. Yeah. No. Wasn't assassinated? Was not assassinated, did not resign. Unless you got to very dilute down the definition of assassination. <laughs> did they assassinate themselves with food? No. It was a, well, no, I shouldn't say that. How did he die? He died of pneumonia. So he died in office? Yes. Of pneumonia. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing it was early 1800s? Yes. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yes. Ugh. I don't know my presidents from the early 1800s like I should. He was a ninth uh, president. That helps you, right? Oh, I don't know. William Henry Harrison. Oh. Now, why that is germane to what we were talking about, the best episode of The Simpsons ever, in my opinion, is I Love Lisa, where Ralph Wiggum gets a crush on Lisa. It is starts this, off on Valentine's Day. I choo-choo-choose you. I choo-choo-choose you, yes. <laughs> 
the whole episode is just pure gold from start to finish. But at the end, it ends on President's Day, and the kids in the school do a an ode to the lesser known presidents. And one of the lines is, "William Henry Harrison, I died in thirty days, and I will never forget it. I will never forget that William Henry Harrison died in office in thirty days." Wow. Till Who took over? I, die, I will know. What's that? Who was the president that took over for him? Do you know? Wait, wait. I got the Wikipedia page up. Let's see here. Uh, blah 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 blah. He was a grandfather of Benjamin Harrison, another president. There's a lot of nepotism in our presidents. Oh, I, I think about if you, it. If you look at that meme that went around that showed uh, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and then George W. Bush, and then yeah. Hillary Clinton, it it said, uh, oh, what did it say? Something along the lines of, if we elect Hillary, some one person, or this these three families, I guess yeah. it, had Obama, it had Obama in there too, and it said, if we elect Hillary Clinton, these these families will have controlled our country for the last 40 years or something along that. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, it's just who weird. is it? Carolyn Kennedy's trying to get, trying to run for Senate or something like that. And people are like, let her run for Senate, then she can run for president because we need another Kennedy in office. Which I just like. Do you listen to yourself just because they have a, a certain family name? They're going to be a good politician, a good president. What the hell's wrong with you? But this is not a politics podcast. So <laughs> yeah, actually, we decided to keep politics out of it for the most part. So John Tyler was his vice president, and if I believe, if I remember right, this was the campaign slogan: "Tippecanoe and New and Tyler too." Was when yeah. these two guys were in for office. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Now we know. Wear my tinfoil hat. <laughs> um, good. Okay. Well, this will probably be a two-parter. <clears throat> Yeah, we've been going for over an hour, haven't we? Almost two hours. So we should come up with a sign-off here? We should sign off, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll, this will be a two-parter, and then we'll we'll come back in two weeks. And we'll talk about... <laughs> All right, about... this is Bob Scully signing off. <laughs> Get with the power glove finger. Power glove finger. Bitch. And next week, technically, two weeks from now, depending on how we put this out, yeah. our next topic will be mid-season hiatus and the devil. It's, that's exactly what I wrote down on my list too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Satan. The devil. Yep. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. All right. So what's your sign off? Uh, Some pithy Mulder. I want to believe. Portmanteau. I want uh, to believe. There you go. That's Mulder. <laughs> that I want is. to believe in porn. That's all Mulder. Uh, Jose Chung's from outer space. My Jose favorite. Chung says, see you later. My favorite X-Files episode. Yes, that is good. In the X-Files episode with Alex Trebek is a good episode. And Jesse Ventura. <laughs> That's right. All right. So All signing right. off. See you later.